Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis, growing up a pastor's daughter, being widowed at 38 with three little kids, being betrayed by those close to me, and now blending my family with a man that made my heart come back to life. I know that life can change and get derailed, but come to The Well, our online wellness collaborative where you will find restoration through wellness, inner healing, faith, and freedom. In the Bible, the woman at the well went for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. So grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. Welcome back to the Well Podcast. I feel so sad that I have not been able to record an episode in so long. Um, If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I live in Naples, Florida. You might know, um, depending on if we know each other personally, that my family all lives in Cape Coral and I boat and got married in the Barrier Islands. My brother lives on the Barrier Islands and my other brother lives in Charlotte County. So between the three hardest counties hit, um, that's where all of my people live. So I have really missed connecting on the podcast, but have just not, have just known that you guys would understand that I haven't been really consistent lately. That being said, this podcast was already scheduled, and this is the one that I feel that everyone needs right now. Daenerys Wong is going to be on today, and she is a certified pediatric sleep consultant. Now, she mainly specializes with kids, but right now, I know that if you listen to this podcast and you are in the hardest hit areas, or maybe you just know someone and love someone in a natural disaster or going through a hard time and you know that they're not sleeping, this is going to give you empathy. This is also going to give you sympathy. And this is going to give you really great tips, whether you're, whether you have a newborn right now, or you feel like you're sleeping like a newborn and at all the right wrong times. (laughs) So Daenerys, thank you so, so much for being on and for putting up with maybe my crazy brain and just for understanding. Thank you so much, Kari. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I said to to my husband this week, I said, I feel like I am sleeping like a newborn. I'm sleeping at all the wrong times (laughs) because I've been sleeping during the day and then I'm up all night and I feel like a little bit of a newborn. So what can you do to help us today? Just really understand what parents go through. How do you support families? What ages as a sleep consultant how does it work? What, what, how do you support families? What ages are there? Yeah. So, um, I, I support families basically from that newborn stage well into, um, adolescence. So around seven years old and I am supporting families and I am learning from them and their struggles. And I also want to learn about their goals. And so essentially I'm educating myself first and I'm wanting to know everything that there is. I'm a little bit uh, nosy in the beginning and I want to just get as much information from my parents so I can support them the best that I can. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I educate them. 
So I provide parents with the tools that they need to just um, know what to expect in whatever stage that they're in, whether it be the newborn stage, in that infant baby stage, the toddler um, ages from, from two on up, and I support them with an age-appropriate schedule, making sure that their kiddo is just taking the, getting the sleep that they need, taking the naps that they need to take based on their age and what to do in the what-if situations and how to respond. Um, I'm also their accountability person. I encourage them just as you would in a gym and you hire someone to to coach you and uh, keep you accountable to reach your goals. That, that's me in the sleep consulting side of it. I am able to encourage my parents and troubleshoot. And there's really no second guessing. Um, it takes the second guess, um, guessing out of, out of their um, thinking and what to do and what not to do. Um, that's what I'm there for. So I'm yeah. hired to advise and direct and, um, and yeah, I, I support until the child is sleeping well, even when our time is up, I don't just leave a parent high and dry by any means. I make sure that their child is sleeping well. Um, and I, and I do it with, as you said, Kari, in the beginning about empathy, that's so important because most of the parents that, well, a great deal of the parents that come to me are really missing out on quality sleep and they're sleep deprived. So mm -hmm. just um, helping them and supporting them with that empathy is also very, very important um, while making sure that they are following my direction and my plan. So um, well, that's it was, yeah, mm -hmm. it was almost therapy for me the day that we met to talk about recording this podcast. I still have some you know, to use a strong word, that's a little strong, but like PTSD from my children's sleep habits, 16 to 18 years ago, mm -hmm. I remember like it was yesterday, how difficult it was and how yeah. each of my three children were so different. And so my one child, I thought, man, my firstborn, I'm like a parenting genius. I must have done so much, right? Yeah. Well, now I know it was just him. Then my second two, I was miserable. <laughs> and my daughter was so difficult. My middle child, she just friends would come over that were really good at sleep training. And I didn't even know what sleep training was because I didn't need it the first time. And at three in the morning, my friend looked at me and said, I don't know what to tell you. So how, <laughs> how do you, I, I just so appreciate that you've been there, that you know, that you listen to the parents. So what are some of the misconceptions around sleep training? Because I think I had a lot of them and I still maybe do. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the biggest ones is that sleep training over, over the years has sometimes in parents' minds equated to, um, and this is really essentially what I feel that holds a lot of parents back from, from teaching their child good sleeping habits is that it's equated to crying it out, the cry it out method, which is essentially you, they believe the child is, 
is put to bed and see ya, never, I'll see you in the morning and goodbye, you figure it out. Um, and yeah. I think that is very, very, um, it's a very big misconception because that's just not at all what sleep training is. Sleep training is so much more than, than just this method. Um, and, and an asterisk here, the cry it out method is, is just one sleep training uh, method within under that sleep training umbrella of methods, yeah. right? Sleep that's, training, that's so good. Yeah. Sleep training is, it's so much more than just this one method that I am going to talk to parents that we come up with and that they feel comfortable with, whichever method that is. Um, it's, it's making sure the child is, again, on an age-appropriate schedule. That is so important. Um, making sure that we're implementing a solid bedtime routine, ensuring that the parents have the tools to know what to do when the child is crying and how to respond to them in the middle of the night to know the what ifs, right? Um, if the child is still, um, where if you're talking about a younger infant and they're feeding regularly, making sure that they're, they're taking in the appropriate amount of calories and, and, nutri and they're getting that nutrition because that goes hand in hand with, with sleep. So sleep training, we approach it in a holistic way and we look at so much more. Um, we look at their sleep and their schedule in a 24 hour period. Um, and yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a very uh, <laughs> popular misconception when it comes to sleep training. Oh, you're just gonna let me cry my child to sleep. And yeah, no, it's, no, not, it's not, it's not a synonym for ignoring their needs. It's exactly. Yeah. And I get that now. Do you find this is kind of a silly question maybe, but is it, is it strong will sometimes with, with kids? I mean, when I think back to my children's sleep habits, it almost seems to relate to how strong willed they were later. Is there anything to that? Do you think in your experience? Absolutely. I feel like it, it's, it's about the child's temperament. That's another thing that we look at when we're sleep training, we are looking at the child's temperament. So, and it, that also depends on what method we will use with, with mm -hmm. the child. Right. So like, uh, for instance, one of the methods, if we're staying in the room with the child, um, they might do great with that, right? But then you might have a child that is just not having that and is like, why are you in my room and you're not picking me up? This is just getting me so upset. And <laughs> it, might make so them, true. it might make them even more upset, the fact that you're there and you're not doing anything about it. So sometimes yeah. with those temperaments, they need a little bit more space and they need to not have the parent in the room right there in their face. <laughs> like I'm here, but I'm not essentially doing anything. Whereas some children, they're, they're comforted by their parents' presence and they gradually, yeah. and the parent then gradually fades out of the room, right? So um, it's definitely, definitely something to look at. You have to make sure that the child's temperament, you're, you're approaching and you're paying attention to the child's temperament. And um, like you said, every child is different. Every child is unique. They have their own um, 
they have their own temperaments and you will see that right when you know especially when you have older kiddos I have now a seven-year-old and I can tell you that um, it's very similar his temperament is is has been with him since he was little um, <laughs> so yeah it's definitely something that um, you have to look at and pay attention to the child's temperament when you're when you're implementing certain methods and, and teaching right. them how to how to sleep. Every child needs sleep and every child, um, regardless, they need to sleep and they it's so yes. essential for them. Um, it's just how you approach it. Right. So let me, you know, my kids are, are older still. They're 16 and 18. And let me tell you that while it's maybe a strong will when they're little, that strong will, now she's 16 and she is strong-willed, but has learned how to temper that and is just a badass, excuse my language, but she, <laughs> she yeah. sets boundaries and stands up for herself and does it in a much healthier way than she did when she was screaming at me for hours in her crib, but it does pay off if you are consistent and get <laughs> proper coaching. Oh, sure. <laughs> so, oh, um, you know, I was just so frustrated when she was little because I didn't understand it. And I would have loved to have had you. Then my third child, um, I read a book about how sleep kind of breeds sleep, how the more that they sleep almost like how much it really was shocking to me how much sleep some kids need. It made me kind of scared sometimes that like he was sleeping too much. Can you speak to that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Parents, that's another thing that I feel like parents just don't know. And I myself, when before I became a parent, didn't know how much sleep my my children would need. Uh, well, at least my first one, I didn't know going in and I wasn't educated um, in, in that. Um, but yeah, newborns, especially they need a total of up to 18 hours of sleep in a 24 hour period. And granted that's, um, that's split between multiple, multiple naps throughout the day. And of course we know that newborns need to need to eat during the night. So they're waking up every two to three hours in the night, but cumulative, we're looking at about 18 hours of sleep for newborns. And even well into adolescence, we still want kiddos really in that 10 to 12 hour, um, getting 10 to 12 hours of sleep throughout throughout the night. And, you know, even as adults, we, we need a good amount of, we don't get it all the time, but <laughs> we just definitely need that. Absolutely. Well, and that's why during hours. an emergency, like right now, you know, I was really anxious. I was, I was worried. I'm, I don't usually consider myself a worry wart, but Mm -hmm. It was very traumatic to know how long the storm was lasting and that all of my family further North hadn't even gotten the worst part of the storm yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of traumatized and I don't know how many, I think with adults, we all need different hours too, but we definitely need sometimes more than we're maybe getting. And so if we can yeah. work with you and take care of our children as a self-care coach, I hope that then we can in turn, take better care of ourselves. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that was before I became a parent and I was pregnant, they, a lot of the, the thoughts that were put in my head was you're never going to sleep again. Once, you know, get as much sleep now, because once you have that baby, you're not going to sleep again. And I was like, Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. Don't <laughs> ever was, tell anyone that people don't say that. That's, <laughs> that's not nice. It was almost like, 
I was supposed to get all this sleep now and put it in my sleep bank so I could like cash it out later when the baby was. <laughs> it doesn't work <laughs> that way. Does it? it doesn't work that way. But what I wish someone would have told me was, hey, you know, newborn sleep is erratic. Yes, because newborns, they they're, they need to gain their birth weight back. They need to gain weight. You should establish feedings. And so granted, those first couple of months are going to be, you're not going to be getting those full stretches of, you know, whatever you were getting before um, just yet. But this is what you can expect with newborn sleep. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Once you mm-hmm. get to, you know, depending, depending on, on the child, you know, you can have a baby that's sleeping through the night at like three, four months old, which is what happened with my, with my children. My first one, when I really got serious about his sleep and after a month of having him, having him home, even being a new newbie mama, I was like, um, <laughs> I know he's supposed to be sleeping a lot, but is he supposed to be sleeping on me 24 seven? And um, so I, I really, that's when I really took it seriously and started um, doing my homework and my research and educating myself um, about seven years ago with, with what is it that I'm supposed to do with this newborn baby as far as sleep? What is appropriate and what can I expect from him. And that's essentially what I do with parents of newborns. I just really just educate them and, and let them know that uh, newborns are very uh, erratic sleepers. And because of that immature nervous system, and they don't have an established circadian rhythm, they're not born with melatonin. So all these things are like a recipe of <laughs> um, having yeah. a baby that's going to make sure that they're waking you up every two to three hours because they're hungry. And that's what they do. But I do provide them with tools and gentle strategies and habits that they can implement at this early stage so that most likely when they do get to that um, dreaded four month sleep regression, which is actually, uh, a, it, it's actually a good thing, believe it or not. What? <laughs> it, no, it, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it is because what's happening with newborns, newborns only have two stages of sleep. They have active and quiet. So essentially, um, and once they get to that 16 week mark, it could be a little sooner. It could be a little later. Their sleep starts to mature. And they go into more adult sleep stages. So they have those four sleep sleep stages that we have. Um, So that's what's essentially what's happening. And that's a good thing, right? We know that that's a good thing for babies to, and they're developmentally um, progressing the way they should be. Um, The only thing is that it tends to, you have a great, let's say you have a great (laughs) sleeper as a newborn and they've been um, really dependent on something to fall asleep. And then hit that uh, four months, they're like, wait a minute, um, now I'm waking up more often and I don't have that thing to help me fall asleep. And so that's why people really dread that four month sleep progression. So, um, but yeah, it, it can happen if you establish those uh, gentle strategies from the very beginning. I tell uh, my parents, um, you can start a bedtime routine as early as like day one day one and you don't it doesn't have to be anything crazy right but just helping the baby differentiate their days from nights as you mentioned before um 
that that will help them to to get to that point where around six to eight weeks when they're um, when that melatonin starts to kick in and when their circadian rhythm starts to really um, become established, they're already ahead of the game. Um, so yeah. it's definitely possible. Well, and we yeah. just we just learn the wrong things, and then some with some kids that were maybe easier, it worked. But you know. <laughs> It affects mm-hmm. your marriage. And this is why I wanted to have you on so bad because you totally spoke my language. It was a holistic approach. It was not like it was for the marriage. It was for your sleep, which then in turn will affect your hormones, which will then affect your weight. I mean, I did, Absolutely. I did everything wrong. And of course I got through it, but okay. I was also not struggling with postpartum. I wasn't working in the morning. I mean, I don't know how women do it who have, it just, it almost makes me want to cry. Like I, I feel bad because so many times it really affects how much you enjoy having your baby. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I, I was in that similar situation, Kari, because when I first had my son, my first son, I, I went through at the time, I didn't know that it was postpartum anxiety, but you know, reading about um, reading about it now, and and it's become such a a, a well, you know, it's out there right now for people to just um, know, and they, there's so much resources to for parents, which I, th- I think it's amazing for moms. Um, that that's what I was going through when when I first had my son. I just um, I, I went through. I had a a, a birth with him that according to my plan, and I have my, my air quotes up, it wasn't when things didn't go according to my plan, I was shattered. I was, I was thinking to myself, Mm. well, why, why, what did I do wrong? And then when I couldn't, um, when I couldn't breastfeed, I thought I was going to exclusively breastfeed for this child, um, until at least he was one year old. And that didn't happen either. So it was just like, wait, what? (laughs) And that, kind of like triggered everything. And I, I had some pretty intense anxiety and mm-hmm. I was able to, um, I was able to deal with it really well. And I, you know, thankfully that connection, it never hurt at that connection that I had with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was so, so happy to be his mom. And, but then I also had, um, had this um, thing in my in my brain that oh you have to return back to work in four months and that added on to that whole anxiety part of it and I I thought goodness I have to spend 24 every waking hour of this child's life I have to hold him and I have to soak him up as much as possible before I go up go before I go back to work I have to make sure that he's with me 24 7 and of course, that's not healthy. And in, in that mm-hmm. I wasn't letting myself rest. I wasn't letting my body rest. I wasn't letting Sometimes us- we don't even let the baby rest because we want to play with the baby, the poor baby. <laughs> I remember being like, well, it's your nap time, but I want you to have this cute little outfit on and I want to take you to Target. <laughs> so I, I thought, goodness, I am going through all these things and I'm, 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 and I was going through it internally. I didn't let anybody know, not even my husband, mm. um, which is also tough. But in that moment, I felt after that one month of having him home and 
thinking, oh my goodness, I remember my husband calling me from work. He had gone back to work. Um, um, uh, he had taken some time off to be with me, but he had gone back to work and he calls me in the middle of the day. And he says, well, hey, how are you doing? And I said, I remember being on the bed sprawled out with the baby on top of me. I hadn't showered. I'm like, well, I've been here. I've been holding the baby all day. Well, and then <laughs> sometimes the husband nothing. feels bad. And then sometimes the husband feels bad because they can't get you help or they feel bad that you have to go back to work. And then, yeah. and then we dump all this on the poor husband and it just turns into, it's just, oh, yeah. Well, he, his response was, well, well, why don't you put the baby down? And I, and <laughs> Did you yell at him? I kid you not. And I, and the way, I mean, he meant well, right. But in that moment I responded and I was like, well, easy for you to say, (laughs) but it was, I, I thank him because it was in that moment when, when I got off the phone with him that I realized, wait a minute, I, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have things go according to plan as of right now, up up until this point, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, see what's going on here. I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to really see what's going on and educate myself about if I get anything right, that was my mentality. It's going to be his sleep. If I can just own it. And that's the core fundamental need. That's an amazing one to get right. Right. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I was happy that I was happy that um, I was able to have that kind of like epiphany moment and uh, out of pure exhaustion too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we'll take anything oh yeah absolutely well I know I actually know quite a few listeners like right at this moment that have babies under the age of one and I just I know that you're gonna help so many people through this podcast that that I love so much so so what do you tell us the main ways? Um, I want to keep it short because I know that the moms listening are probably only have a couple minutes. <laughs> um, maybe they're nursing or maybe they're pumping or maybe they are walking the park. So how do they find you? Like, what is the best way kind of give, is it very expensive coaching? It can, are there different packages? How does it work? Yeah, so we have, we currently offer um, a package, which is a full month worth of on-demand support. And that essentially is through our app, um, through the Restfully Sleep app. And you can find us at restfullysleep.com. And it's essentially on-demand support where I am with you every day answering your questions essentially just um of course I, I i talk with parents and let them let them know um what the plan is and based on the information that they provided me and we we work every day until that child is sleeping well i am there just um making sure that keeping them accountable and and making sure that they're following the plan all done with with so much love and, and, and empathy because I know how tired um, a parent is um, when they yeah. come to me. They can um, also uh, go onto my Instagram at Daenerys underscore sleep coach. And I also, also provide uh, free resources there. And I post regularly on, on sleep tips for newborns through school age kiddos um, and they can reach out. And I also offer free 
uh, 15-minute discovery calls with parents just to learn more if they're interested in working with me, um, just to get a sense of what's going on and, and giving them that, that information as well of, of how I can help them. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's going to help <laughs> so many people. Yes, and I've been on your Instagram. It's amazing. I will tag it. I'll tag you on my stories and I will put this podcast everywhere. I, I haven't been working that much on the podcast, but honestly, I'm going to get it out like today. Cause I really, really think that people need it right now. And, Aww. and you gave even, even direct tips to adults even. So I so appreciate Absolutely. the work that you're doing. Is there anything else that you just feel is a saving grace that you want a mama to know right now? Um, I, I feel you're not alone, right? Um, you might think that you're the only parent up at two, three o'clock in the morning with this bouncing, this crying baby. And, um, and that, you know, every, every child is different. You're, you seek help if you, if you need help in that department, it takes a village and that sleep in the sleep department is, it's no, it's no different, you know, and when you do, um, have a plan, you know, don't wing it at two o'clock in the morning, nobody's in there <laughs> in the correct mindset at two o'clock in the morning, right? Just have a plan and ensure that everyone is on board. I always make sure that, um, you know, it, we're, we're, we're talking to everyone in the family, both partners, if there's um, a husband there, we want to make sure that everybody's on board and just be consistent with whatever it is that you're, you're going to implement. And if you do decide to work with somebody, then there's that, you know, you, you can uh, know that you're in good hands. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Yep. It does not mean that you're a bad mom. If your baby doesn't sleep, it does not mean that. So it, it just means that you might be needing outside help and coaching. And just like with everything that I do, I only can coach on what I've needed coaching for. And so thank you so, so much for being on. And I hope that the podcast sends you a bunch of people to help because it's great work that you do. So thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you, Kari, for having me on. And I'm excited for, for more episodes. I've been catching up on your, on your <laughs> podcast and I'm excited to listen to, to what, what's coming. Oh, thank you. I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the Well podcast. Please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the Well.